Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucic. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digital. Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed.
what has been a uh, two-week excursion. Uh, Edmonton uh, flying immediately following the game against the Calgary Flames in preseason, which uh, for many of us seems like a month ago, uh, into Cologne, the exhibition game against the Cologne Sharks, uh, then playing... Um, the New Jersey Devils and getting drilled in that game, uh, losing by a score of 5-2, flying uh, back across uh, into uh, North America, practicing in Boston a couple days before the game last night. They finally get going here in the NHL schedule. So uh, Boston last night, Rangers tomorrow at MSG. The team will fly home tomorrow night. It'll be a uh, full off-day Sunday, and then Monday a practice in Edmonton before flying into Winnipeg to take on the Jets. Very difficult schedule. And right now the orders haven't been up to it. And they are, as a result, in a position where they're owned to to start the year. And already there are a lot of people not very happy, uh, specifically order fans, uh, frustrated by uh, the lack of traction that the teams had out of the gate. Coming up on today's show, uh, we will have a uh, recap of last night's game, audio recap. We'll hear from Tom McClellan, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Drake DeJula. Brennan Escott will bring you NHL today at 12.35. Elliot Friedman uh, to talk about uh, the various machinations around the league. It's very quiet on the trade talk front, by the way. Uh, 1.35 today out of Global Montreal at the start of the Montreal Canadiens. And a guy that used to work in the Edmonton market, Brian Wild. And we will go interactive at 105. Uh, you can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Uh, this October, the River Cree is uh, turning 12, and they'll be giving away over 120000 guaranteed in cash and cars. Celebrate with the River Cree and swipe your player's club card to start earning free ballots into the River Cree's promotions. Uh, this is the River Cree's way of saying thank you for making the River Cree the number one casino in Edmonton and area. A reminder, you must be 18-plus to visit at rivercreekresort.com for more details. Of course, you can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. You can uh, check out uh, uh, Westlock Ford. Go down and see Paul Olson. Tell him Oilers now sent you on Twitter. At Oilers now, my personal Twitter handle is Bob underscore Stopper. And Brendan Escott, who's back in the studio producing the show, is at Brendan. It's a double E in Brendan. And then Escott is E-S-C-O. We got to get those numbers up for him. We're going to head straight off into the Oilers now audio vault for our friends at Direct Workwear. On the job, you need the best, and in Edmonton or online, the best is Direct Workwear. Huge selections of garments, accessories, and women's gear. Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings. Online at directworkwear.com. Let's get to it. Uh, it's an audio highlight repeat of last night's. Uh, Broadcast, uh, most of the uh, voices uh, you'll hear will be Jack Michaels. McDavid breaks free and scores! Connor McDavid down the right-hand side. He beat Char out wide and fired a wrist shot from the circle that beats Yaroslav Alak. Here's another chance. What a move by Pasternak. Backhander score! Gorgeous move! Brilliant finish! And this game is tied and David Pasternak demonstrating why he's one of the best describe Connor McDavid's goal, he flat out walked Matt Benning, and given the fact that the orders were shorthanded, that is a tough matchup at the best of times. Back to Marchand, right circle, waits, digits, redirected off the skate of Kajula, top left corner, you couldn't have done that if you tried it a hundred more times. 
Falls on. And then home. it's freed up on a almost penalty and then a beautiful dish. And there it is for Joaquin Nordstrom. Picked it fell down. Berger on the steal. Shoots and scores. Game over. 4-1 Bruins. All right, so the Oilers lose 4-1 to Boston. A uh, great opening goal, obviously, from Connor McDavid. And Ty Rowdy just put the puck into a spot. McDavid kind of skating into it and making a play, beating Zidane Ochara. Um, but from there, it, it got challenging. Um, you know, not a very good penalty by Adam Larson. Led to a power play for Boston. And then uh, Matt Greslick, who had a strong game, won a lot of uh races to pucks, uh, beat Reader to the puck at the uh, blue line, and Connor was swinging a little bit high on that play on the PK, and then David Pasternak, absolutely world-class play undressed. Matt Benning, who continues to have some challenges, and we get ourselves a 1-1 game. The 2-1 goal, uh, yeah, it was fluky, it was lucky, but Boston had the zone possession time the entire shift on the power play, and it was Jujar Kira's hit from behind after he got blown up early in the game. Uh, by Chris Widener. That made it uh, 2-1. 3-1 goal. Yeah, Jake DeBrusque, you know, sometimes they call that play where Lucic got, uh, you know, there was a bit of a stick in there and interfered with and that created the two-man, two-on-one break, but Adam Larson didn't, I think, make a great play uh, defensively. Yamamoto could have made a stronger play there. That makes it 3-1. Second and third period, the Oilers played Boston even. They played okay. But Boston had control of the game. And when you're, you're talking about a team that won 44 of their final 65 games last year, uh, they're playing with confidence. And if you're the Oilers right now and you're fragile, it is tough to battle back. And not enough juice in their second, third, or fourth lines last night, and their power play is lacking, to say the least. So um, you could argue that you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins hit two goal posts. They weren't lucky. That's true. But you make your own luck, and in my mind, Boston was a little bit better. So the orders start the year 0-2. Brendan, you watched the game last night. What are your thoughts? Oh, the lack of scoring depth here is... <laughs> they got to sort that out quick. That was uh, the glaring issue. And look, I-, I know Boston's a good hockey team, and I think that they're a lot deeper of a hockey team. But the only offensive... Not even... The only offensive goals scoring opportunities came from one line, and you can't have that at the NHL level. Yeah, well, no, that's fair. And it's interesting, you know, Brendan, we went into there last year, uh, and the Oilers came off one of their worst performances of the year. Uh, I got the, I'm pretty sure it was in Buffalo. And then uh, Todd McClellan elected to change the lines up and had McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Lugin Hopkins each at center. And they centered their own lines, and the Oilers were the better team in Boston and won the game. And Edmonton went and won 10 of their next 15 games or 9 of their next 14, including that one, made it 10 of 15. And we're, we're making some hay throughout December, some of the best hockey they played all season. Boston, you know, I, I looked at some of their young players. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to happen for these guys yet. And they just went supersonic, gin and tonic. Like, they got it going from that point on. Um, and so Jake DeBrusque and Dan Heinen ended up both, you know, 15, 16 goals and 40-some points, and that helped support the scoring for a Bruins team that, you know, finished top 10 goals for top five goals against top five in um, special teams, both power play and PK. Uh, It's not happening for, you know, if you had told me at that time that the two organizations would be in the position they're in, and I defy anybody to think 
after that victory last year that Edmonton was going to be Boston was going to be that significantly better than the Oilers, but they are now. They do have a veteran culture. You're looking at Char on defense. He's he might be old, he might not be fleet of foot, but he's smart. He's intimidating, and he's a great leader. Bergeron's as good as uh, two-way center is in the league, and that's a tough matchup for Nugent Hopkins. Pasternak continues to grow and develop. Um, Marshawn, I mean, that's the best line in the league. And a year ago, the start of the year, TSN, Frank Cervelli, um, I might see Frank today, actually, at Chelsea Pierce. There's some pretty interesting people uh, in the building today. Uh, but, you know, Frank Cervelli, you know, did a piece in the Oilers uh line of McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Pat Maroon was voted the number one line in the NHL to start last season. Well, Leon's centering his own line, and uh, Nugent Hopkins is playing with McDavid and Ratty right now, and Maroon's playing with the St. Louis Blues. So, uh, And I'm with you. Not enough from Dreisaitl and Lucic. Uh, Lucic had a real good first game. Got stripped a couple times yesterday. The effort was there, but he, he did get stripped. And uh, we'll see how the orders respond against the New York Rangers. But one of the things that hurt Edmonton last night, according to Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, penalties. Well, the penalties deflated us, and it was, um, you know, it was the two goals that they scored on them. And then, now we get a chance on the power play, and we take a penalty there too. So, uh, any type of momentum that we could maybe gain back, we 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 sat in the ba- uh, penalty box and sat it out. So, um, you know, we can give up the first one, although it was poorly played. Uh, the second one, we shot in our own net. That happens sometimes. Um, you know, so those are situations that we have to recover from, but uh, the penalties did slow us down and gave them uh, some momentum. That's Edmonton Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Bob Stoffer with you, 12-17 at Edmonton, 2-17 in New York City. Uh, one of the guys that had a good game, he was feisty, he was engaged. Uh, and Here's the thing. When you work for a club that has missed the playoffs for 11 of the last 12 years, you're broadcasting their team's game, you sound trite when you're complaining about uh, officiating. But just, I would just like to know right now, Texas at 6.30, 6.30, how many of you out there couldn't believe there wasn't a call on David Backus when he uh, slashed Drake Kajula from behind after Kajula and him had a couple physical exchanges. I was in shock that Backus didn't get a penalty. Garrett Rank was working that game. Maybe I shouldn't have been. And the officials did not decide the outcome of the game. Edmonton lost to a better team. But that was a miss hit. I mean, I don't know how you don't call that. Uh, Drake Kajula, though, uh, probably earned himself another uh, opportunity to be in the lineup. He had this to say on how the team uh, can improve moving forward. You know, it's still early in the season, and we've had a long uh, long break here in between games. But, uh, you know, without making any excuses, we just got to find ways to, you know, do more offensively, create more offensively. And, um, you know, at this, the other end of the ice, we got to find ways to uh, limit their offense as well. That is uh, the Edmonton Oilers' Drake Kajula. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who I'm told, I had somebody reach out to me today and uh, do a little re- bit of research, he says right now Nugent Hopkins has the best Corsi on the team. Of course, he's on the line with uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, does not have a point yet. Um, but for Nugent Hopkins, who, who did, he's been hit hard in back-to-back games here. Widener got a pretty good piece of him as well. And in this day and age in the NHL, you run a guy like that, you don't have to be accountable because that's how the games are managed. But Ryan Nugent Hopkins says he's happy to get games closer together. 
A lot of the game we played so well, it's, it's a little bit frustrating, but um, game two, you, you, we can't get frustrated right now. I mean, we need a response, and we got to get it going right away, and uh, it'll be good to put some games together here instead of having such a uh, big layoff now. All right, that's uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Oilers lose, final score 4-1. Take on the Rangers, who started the year 0-3 and scratched Kevin Shattenkirk uh, yesterday. Came back, rallied against San Jose. Lundqvist was brilliant and won in overtime on a goal by Brady Shea, uh, New York and Edmonton tomorrow. Uh, I put a couple tweets out today, and uh, one of them was, Oilers haven't had a lot of 5-on-5 offensive juice right now through two games played. Do you reunite McDavid, Drysaddle, and have RNH center second line, maybe between Lucic and Pogliarvi? Uh, judging by the responses, I'd say about 70-80% to 80% of you want to see Leon Drysaddle stay as uh, the second line center and drive in his own line. My theory on this is I think that uh, McDavid and Drysaddle have a higher offensive ceiling, and I think Nugent Hopkins is probably a better defensive center, but doesn't mean my opinion's right, and I want to establish that. And then for those of you that are like, look, Drysaddle's making eight and a half, he's got to drive it, I totally understand your perspective in that regard. As for the practice today, which again was at uh, one of the two uh, facility uh, sheets over at uh, Chelsea Piers, Ryan Nugent Hopkins who remained with McDavid and Raddy, Drysaddle was with Lucic and Yamamoto, Ryan Strome with Kajula and Pogliarvi, who is, uh, he had a tough game last night. He was really fighting the puck. Brodjek was back in the middle with Reader and Cassie. And, of course, Kara had to fight last night with Kevin Miller. Also got belted by Wagner early in the game. Chase on was the extra forward. Uh, the D, D's still struggling to make some plays. And that's part of the rub here in terms of the challenges that the Edmonton Oilers have there. They, they don't generate a lot from the back end. It is 12:21 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. Uh, we are in New York City. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And when we come back, we'll get to NHL Today. It's brought to you by our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. All right, let's get to some text on our West Lockford text line. Ra- Raider Jesse has texted the show to say, Bob, why wouldn't you expect Boston to be much better? What did people honestly expect, Bob? Brodziak, Reader, and an 18-year-old, and the loss of Maroon isn't going to change a 78-point team to a 98-point team. That comes to us from Raider Jesse. Uh, this text 
comes in uh, out of Calgary. Bob, why are the Oilers fragile? Talbot is a well below average goaltender. There are 28 pairings better than what the Oilers put out on the back end, and I'm quite sure Oilers fans would go straight up a trade of lines 2-3-4 with any other team's lines. They aren't fragile. They are what they are. And be uh, real, Bob, the Nuge swings away, and opposing D know they can be patient and wait for him to swing away and flail his stick at them. What percentage of the points come uh, from the power play for Nugent Hopkins? And ha, dry sidle, really? Fairweather player, if they lose tomorrow, they don't win a game in October. If they win, it might give them a little bit of go and possibly parlay it into a few more. But, Bob, they are nowhere near what the Flames have. And uh, that team will be tight to make the playoffs. That text comes to us out of Calgary. All right. Well, okay. Here we go. Uh, And one more text that I thought people might find interesting from Victoria, British Columbia. Uh, It says, Bob, it's truly sad to see that otherwise reasonable citizens deny climate change despite its well-defined mechanism and convincing evidence for it, solely because it contradicts their belief that human greed is without consequence. I don't know if that text was supposed to be on our show, so I will leave that one alone. All right, off to NHL Today. That's brought to you for Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear here is Brendan Escott. 12 games in total on the NHL schedule last night. A ton of Canadian action as well. The Canucks beat the Lightning 4-1. The Flames fell to St. Louis 5-3. Habs blanked on home ice by the Kings 3-0. Predators shut out Winnipeg 3-0. And Toronto beat Detroit 5-3. Austin Matthews had two goals in that game and now has nine through five games. Morgan Riley set a franchise record last night for uh, actually maybe an NHL record for 12, 12 points through the first five games of the year. No games on the schedule tonight. A reminder though that tomorrow's matinee game against the Rangers will be broadcast on 6.30. Chad, face-off show with Reed Wilkins at 9.30. Puck drop with Jack and Bob at 11. Predators forward Austin Watson had his 27-game suspension for domestic violence reduced to 18 games by an independent mediator. He can now return to the team on November 15th. The injury bug biting the Senators. They placed Cody Ceci, Ryan Dezingle, and Alex Formanton on all in the injured reserve today. And Flyers forward Nolan Patrick is also out at least a week with an upper body injury. To the dub we go. Edmonton Oil Kings try to halt a five-game losing skid tonight against the Everett Silver Tips on the road. Tomorrow night they play Seattle and that finishes off their tough six-game road swing. And in Canada West hockey action, the U of A Golden Bears are in Manitoba taking on the U of M Bisons. They have a one-and-one record in league play this year, Bob. Yeah, Alberta, uh, Ian Herbert's had a conversation actually with him last night after the Oilers came on while I was on a bus. And, of course, Ian was with the uh, Oilers staff the last three years. Uh, Bears down a bunch of forwards, but uh, it would not surprise me. And I think they're ranked number two in the country right now. But uh, second half of the year, I could see them banging off 10 or 12 wins in a row. That's the U of A we're talking about. The Oilers are looking for just one. Uh, Elliot Friedman coming up for our friends at River Cree Resort and Casino after a global news weather traffic update. I lead Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.